win at Wembley. Black who's going to go for it. Black for the one point to win the grand final. He's done it. Hello, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good whatever time that you're listening to. Uh, this is another episode of Talking the Facts of Life, your weekly Halifax Rugby League and Rugby League as a whole podcast uh, with myself, Mike Haig, and joining me tonight, as always, is producer extraordinaire, as I called you last week. <laughs> producer extraordinaire, chewer of the fat, uh, Rick Fowl. Good evening. Good evening. Good morning, good afternoon. <laughs> Good day. <laughs> and it's a bit of a family affair as we are joined by uh, uh, Farrell Senior, uh, Paul Farrell. Good evening. Thank you very much. It's a pleasure to be here. It's a pleasure to have you here as well. Uh, so without further ado, hopefully this will be uh, a lot shorter than last week. Thank you for those who ploughed and listened to the four-hour epic that was <laughs> the start of the, the end of one decade and the start of the next decade. But a bit shorter, but lots of bubbly debate. So let's get straight into it, shall we? So, we had a game. We did. We had a game. We Very had a, good game. A, a good game. We, we played in blue and white hoops. We played at the Shea. It was all good. It was it was a, a win against Hull FC. Um, they wore Hull FC shirts. <laughs> People who were of Hull persuasion thought, oh, you should have beaten us anyway. It was a team full of kids. But, I don't know, Albert Kelly, uh, Brad Fash, uh, Massimo Matongo, or... Th- those sort of players they're definitely yeah yeah uh, yeah Savelio um, Savelio even yeah <laughs> Saviola <laughs> Saviola that's a bit of a championship manager or one or two for, for you geeks out there but yeah good performance yeah really good um, it was great to see Grixie get his full campaign off to a really good start um, yeah it, it was quite surprising really like you say any team that comes with Super League um, names behind them um, they're well drilled they'll have had a full um, full time off season so they'll have a chance mm. to uh, to be fit and strong but we look, we look to match them um, yeah. as you said they, they might say they were kids or whatnot, but there were a few first teamers in there as well and there were a few of our first teamers missing as well who yeah. got the chance but yeah f- to, to start the year to start a new decade with a win like that and a performance like that is uh, is really pleasing mm, definitely and so you mentioned full time um, preparations that Hull have had we mentioned last week that our preparation has been really really good in terms of the, the RAF training and the, the extra uh, sessions in the gym and I thought that that was the most pleasing aspect yeah it's good to get a win on the board but personally I thought the fitness of the, the lads was was the biggest plus point um, in games gone by in, in the last year or two we seem to have fallen away sometimes and some of our fours have looked more forwards than others and that kind of thing but we we, we definitely stood up and we were counting in terms of fitness but what do you reckon Paul? I absolutely agree Mike I think I was uh, really impressed with the fitness levels of the lads they've obviously had a good or very good pre-season. Um, they seem to have developed a pretty good um, understanding of each other. Yeah. Uh, I was very impressed with, uh, with Tom Gilmore. And I thought it was great to, at last to have a proper seven mm. who completely control the game so yeah I was very happy yeah well th- let's yeah, it's like you knew what we we're going to talk about Paul let's get, let's get straight on like we actually side. do some preparation yeah. on this show Why, it, it don't just fall into place you know um, <laughs> yes there was a, a fair few faces there were four new faces uh, yeah, and, and obviously with the the Huddersfield lads, yeah, yeah. see those guys and um, what they can do. Yeah, and uh, star of the show, Tom Gilmore. I thought I th- you mentioned it just then, Paul. I thought it was it was very very refreshing to see a proper seven there. As much as we all love Jono and he had his, his his strengths in other areas, Tom Gilmore, he he's capable of just grabbing a game by the scruff of the neck and bringing other players into it. And I thought the 
the partnership with Morel, the little seeds were planted that we could see bloom into life. Yeah, the, in the season. I mean, it gives us a chance to attack both sides of the field now, doesn't it? Rather than having to set everything up through yeah. Morel uh, on whichever side he happens to uh, to drift over to at that time. But yeah, I think it really stood out. It was. Um, He's going to allow Grixie to play the style of rugby that he wants, mm. and um, I thought Keo Carlisle, at Hooker, was uh, was really good. Yeah, as well. another debutant as well. Another debutant, um, first time in the blue and white. Yeah, I mentioned on Sunday it was a bit. It's, it reminds me a bit of Penky. I mean, we all knew yeah. he was that type of player, but we haven't had a hooker like that that saw probes. And I mean, Brandon Moore goes a bit more um, full pace. Yeah. Ball in hand rather than looking to sort of cut and, and use a bit of guile to uh, to work it up the field. So I think, yeah, we, we should be encouraged by the, the pivot positions for sure. Um, yeah, no, for sure. One thing I definitely liked about Gilmore, I've made it a, a, a purpose and a, a habit of watching just him. I was like my own little player camp for, for a period in the second half where um, I don't know if you remember, it was a bit where he took the ball right to the line and dummied. I think it was Matt Garside right yeah. off him and he dummied and Garside got absolutely clattered, but the gap kind of opened up for him and it was good defence that got him there and I think the last tackle Tyra scooted or kicked through or something it was, yeah. a, it was a wrong option and Gilmore not just, just very very calmly took the second marker out of the equation had a bit of a quiet word with Tyra just said do you know what if I'm calling football let me have yeah. the ball kind of thing and then just carried on with his game and I thought that was just a, a class act really just that's the leadership that you want and exactly. expect from your half back isn't it and to have someone who's just come into the club yeah Tyre and Gilmore do get on get on together they're, they're part of the, the witness taxis right there, they? I think they've mentioned in uh, post-match interviews uh, but for, for someone to come into the club to, to kind of go to a senior player like that and say well I don't know what was said but from, from what it looked like on the terraces it's very very encouraging in there as well um, Rick mentioned Kiel Carlisle Paul in terms of um, the the new hooker there what, what do you what do you think to his performance yeah again I agree with what Rick says very similar to Penke lightning quick mm. um, it can only get better yeah and I think once we've got uh, the option of having uh, him on the bench uh, to spell uh, Brandon Moore or or vice versa I think it's um, it'll, yeah. it'll be really good I was very very pleased with the way that Gilmore completely controlled the team, including bringing the forwards on. Um, he, he was always looking for his loose forward. He knew exactly where he would be. Yeah. He was hitting him every time. I thought the one-on-one uh, -on -one defense was really good. There was plenty of guys getting in the tackle behind. Yeah, and, that's a good point. Um, and and then defending as um, as goal line, I thought was was really good. So I was really pleased and the speed of it. The speed of the passing left and right and having options as to not always be playing down the right like we used to do. So. No, you, you make some really good points there, Paul. Well, you, you mentioned it straight off and there, the, the pace of it. I remember one scrum in the second half where we were, it was going from left to right and I know that people around me thought, wow, it's really quick, is this? And again, it, it just goes to show that the... the, 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 the the importance of having a proper seven because I think it was Carlisle that fed Gilmore from the scrum and he just ran hell for leather the first five, ten yards or so and then passed to Morello and then Morell fed it on. It just looked Super League pace and that it just looked night and day from some of the scrum sets that we've had um, before when we were attacking live. It looks kind of pedestrian really. You also mentioned bringing the forwards on in terms of uh, the game and we, we were lucky to see two of our new signings, two um, two second rowers, two very differing uh, statues of, of blokes. Uh, one with the, the, the what I'm going to nickname the human lamppost, <laughs> uh, Paul Brealey, um, 
I think so one of my mates, uh, Nat Greenwood, uh, mentioned that the game that oh we're certain we're going to sign Brealy and he's going to score tries. Well, we're kind of right. <laughs> but yeah, I was very very encouraged by his performance. Again, a huge man mountain of a man, man mountain, um, six foot eight in the summit. But he had a decent pair of hands in him and he, he finishes off his try well from Kiel Carlisle, wasn't it? Yeah, definitely. And it just it just goes to show really that we we have had a really good. Uh, off season, mm. and Crix has been able to control it all himself. I must admit, I had a little chuckle to myself when uh, Morel was given the man of the match because that's something that the sponsor, <laughs> whoever's sponsoring the game, seems to always do is, uh, if in doubt, just give it Morel. But uh, for me, I think. Um, Gilmore should have got it to be yeah. there. Although, like you, you mentioned, he's, he's, Morel's kind of one of the people there. He's like, if, you, if in doubt, give him Morel. Because I think that the strength of Sunday's game was there were so many players who yeah. did play well that it was kind of hard. Personally, I thought it was Gilmore, but other people have, have, have picked uh, Matt Garside against another, the last of the four signs that we're going to mention there. Um, everyone didn't put a foot wrong really yeah, there were the, I think the first 20-25 minutes it was rusty and Griggs did say after the game it was rusty but for a first pre-season game after a, a long off-season that we've had against Super League so we, we'll, we'll bang that drum the Super League side if the yeah. kids the, the, there's players there I thought it was, it was really good and then said there were, there were certainly five that I could say were candidates for the man at match yeah absolutely I thought Salt and Star played really well and yeah. as well at, um in multiple positions coming back to uh, you mentioned about Brealy it's always good to see someone get over for a try on the debut yeah at one point it was, it was kind of bizarre seeing this six foot eight prop standing on the wing trying to <laughs> dive in at the corner it didn't really work as you'd expect it to but um, but yeah it showed up well didn't he I, I was told that during his amateur days he actually played standoff so he's got a good pair of hands on him really and, right and a good rugby brain as well so that, that'll uh, I'll obviously come into play a bit further down the line um, you mentioned about obviously Gilmore playing well with Morel we were told at the start you know when we signed him all can they play together maybe Morel's on the way they look to drive each other for me they yeah. look to be like right well if I do something good on my side you you, you've got to keep it, yeah. keep it well under the bargain now. Look, look what I can do with yeah, it. Exactly. Go, anything you can do, I can do better. <laughs> Very much so. I must admit, I was a little bit disappointed in Hull because uh, I were expecting a little bit more from uh, Albert Kelly. I've been a massive fan of him mm. for years and he didn't really do much. No. And apart from, he made one break uh, in the middle of the second half, yeah. which showed his class. But I'm a bit disappointed in Hull in the fact that they were playing it very tight to the rook. They didn't really seem to have um, that many good attacking options. In fact, the try that they scored uh, came from a bit of an innocuous kick. Anyway, yeah. um, the first try they scored was was good hands and it was good execution. That, but yeah, it seemed very much like a, a Radford performance. The Radford is kind of notorious for being a, a forwards coach. You want to get get up up and into him kind of thing, really. But yeah, I, I, I take your part on board. But also, it's, it must be difficult for for Kelly to to play with a lot of kids around him. He's he's, he's one of those players that needs. Um, good players around him so he can showcase his talent and he, he needs to be behind, behind a, a dominant pack and some, some guys outside who can run those lines really so I'm looking forward to uh, maybe this time next week and when we're talking about the um, performance against Huddersfield mm. uh, and see if we can back it up again um, against another full time uh, um, team but yep. uh, yeah I think it's, it's going 
we're going forward nicely. We're building nicely. We seem to have got some good team spirit. The lads yep. are up for it, and I think the fans are up for it. Yeah, that, 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 the, the team spirit's never been in doubt. But yeah, it was it was a, a feel good performance. The the crowd there was about thirteen hundred. Yeah, very decent number for a pre season friendly. It's been that. a while since we've had a, a home friendly as well. They yeah. all seem to get washed out or called off for yeah. whatever reason. And, and the pitch did looking good, Nick. Yeah. Actually, like Absolutely. Gilmore mentioned it, so we were expecting a mud bath. And that, and to be fair, apart from a little bit on the uh, left hand corner, the the the, the, the in goal line. It seems to be all right. It yeah, it's notorious as well, especially for that south stand end uh, right under the post where the um, the footballers have their goals. It's the yeah. goal mouse notorious have been shooting. Yeah, I think the ground staff down there have done a, a really good job to keep it in in good nick over the uh, the off season. Yeah, I wanted to come back to the game a bit more though. I really yeah. liked the fact that we seem to have like um, the tactics on show for me were uh, were completely different yeah. to what we've seen. We were we were choosing points of attack. We were we were really trying to grind out, but but uh, as Paul mentioned. We, we, we looked up for it we were running hard we were hitting hard in defence we weren't missing one on one tackles no. and if that's it reminded me a lot of funnily enough Richard Marshall's first game in charge where we didn't really know what to expect Yeah. Um, and we went to a whole team funnily enough and they, maybe again they maybe took their eye off the ball but it was it was new tactics it was fresh it, it the lads looked like they were all buying into it straight mm. away and, and if the Omens are the same for what happened that season let's hope uh, well there's lots of parallels yeah, yeah, absolutely. We, we, we mentioned it last week it's it's where Grix is he will start to get Notice now he's he's kind of coaching tenure starts now with his yeah. no kind of excuse he's got a full full preseason there he's, he's signed who he's wanted to sign and by and large for those four signings especially but also the the lads that didn't necessarily get that much of a shout last last year um, that he brought them in as well and one person that I will champion is uh, is uh, Curtis Davis yeah it was a little Terry when he came on yeah, yeah. he weren't backing down from anyone <laughs> no yeah. I'm saying we've been champions of him for, for at least the last year. Or so because of the reserve games, that it was the London game yeah. as well. Um, yeah, it's where he really stood up and, and showed that he could be a first teamer. Yeah, and I say it's, it's a when when Keo Carlisle signing was announced, my first reaction was, Oh, Curtis Davis isn't going to get a chance because obviously we knew Ben K was leaving and he's paid his dues as Curtis Davis, but he's still a young lad. And, he, and, and what a great kind of mentor for not just him to have in terms of going, going but also Brandon Moore as well yeah, because absolutely. it's young for Brandon Moore to be thrust into the you are my number nine he's good enough and I'm sure his head's right for it but it's it's like kind of like I mentioned at the game it's like kind of like 2009 and we've got three class hookers there where not necessarily to the level of Penkovic, uh, Bezik and Mark Gleeson but if nine is one of the most important parts of a field and especially yeah. in modern rugby, well, he touches the ball more than anyone else. Of course, does so. yeah, and, and, and you can interchange and stuff. And if you get those two right, then you've got you've got the makings of a great team. Absolutely agree. Um, it was kind of overshadowed a bit, wasn't it, because of obviously the terrible scenes with um, the injury to Ben Kavanagh. Yeah, I thought we have to be a bit negative we'll have to now. Mentioned that. Um, yeah, it, it didn't look great on on first view, and it looks even worse on the replays. Yeah. Um, obviously got taken to Huddersfield Hospital and, and, and had to get himself sorted out but we wish him all, all the best massive you know speedy recovery hope he can play again because he does take a lot of a lot of dealing with um, yeah it's, it's not good I mean first game of the year he, and, yeah. and you can see that at the end in Gilmore's interview we say you know 
the, the first thing all, the rest of the game is irrelevant after something like that because it could happen yeah. to any of us at any time of so. and that thing looks so innocuous yeah. that it could happen in any tackle in any game really yeah we do wish wish you well Cav um, um, and hopefully you are back fighting fit as, as quick as possible really um, as we're the only game um, that, that was on Sunday there's a whole host of other pre-season friendlies we'll just go through them now uh, Rochdale 24 Widness 34 uh, very very young Widness side over there but apparently it was a very entertaining game uh, Hunslet 26 uh, Bradford 18 uh, Bradford used the excuse that they sent a lot of kids over one including Jacob Smiley uh, X-Fax Reserve uh, hopefully goes well over there but still a win for <laughs> yeah not too well a uh, win for Ben Heaton and Hunslet uh, Salford 52 Swinton 4 Oh, big whitewash there but I think Salford played a very strong team there and, and Swinton a bit of transition at the moment because they've obviously lost uh, Matty Ashton to, to Warrington and a couple of others so they're trying to work out their best um, best side there uh, Barrow 18 Oldham 22 um, good win over um up in Cumbria for Oldham there, um, but also the the, the probably the, the result of the weekend, um, Paul Featherston twelve, York twelve. Absolutely. Now that that does uh, open up all kind of worms, really, it because because you think that like if you're going to do pre-season odds, you've put Featherston and York, especially after York's performance last year near the top there. To kind of look away from Halifax a little bit, is there any, is there any teams there? Obviously, we've, we've lost a, f- a couple of players to York. There is there any teams that you've got your eye on? You reckon that who might um, do well? Who might surprise? I think there's obviously there's going to be certain teams that are, are going to definitely be pushing London because they were a strong side and even performed uh, fairly well in in Super League. To be fair, I think Toulouse will always be give yeah. anyone a good game. Uh, I'd like to think that Halifax this time can be pushing for that top four mm. and you know maybe force out the likes of um, a Featherston or a York yep. or um, a Witness even yep. and uh, and let let them worry about themselves. <laughs> right, you know, I'd like I'd love to see us have a good start. Yeah. Rather than you know leaving it to having to win his last six games. Yeah. It'd be nice to have to say. Win 60-70% of us opening games mm-hmm. and, and then we, the momentum will build definitely and uh, you know and, and I think we'll, we'll have a different goal this time Grixie's had time to do something about it he seems very very switched on with his coaching methods and uh, he lets his his methods do the talking rather than uh, screaming and bawling and shouting and whatever else. <laughs> and uh, yeah, I'm very, very positive, and I'm um, I'm looking forward to to seeing how we go. On another point, it, it also on Sunday showed to me it was nice to have an option uh, on a goal kicker in case anything ever happened to uh, to Tyra. Yeah, that we've got Hopefully some, it something like. Um, <laughs> Gilmore, I mean, he, he kicked that one that he kicked from the touchline, you know, with ease, like Tyra uh, does. So, yeah, yeah, very positive. And, and I'm really looking forward to it. Yeah. I really am. For sure, yeah. Um, I don't think I don't think uh, Tyra will be uh, keen to let his uh, kicking duties go, since he's so, so close to, to the club record there. Yeah, less than 200 points, I think. Wow, yeah. So, and again, he, did, he, he came on off the bench, a very unusual position for Tyra to be in, and slotted one over there. Uh, but yeah, you're absolutely right there, Paul. I think 
I think what Griggs has, has done in terms of this pre-season, we mentioned it in the in, in the podcast last week, me and Rick did that, um, we're looking to start well, we're like Marshalls, it was infamous that, the, that his pre-season doesn't end until March or something like that, I think Griggs wants to hit the ground running and get that momentum so that once we do get to the, the business end of the season, there's no doubt we're already in there and making preparations for those playoffs there. The games come thick and fast this year. Of course well, they do, yeah. yeah. The cup moving earlier and then the, yeah. obviously the extra domestic cup with the 1895 cups. So. Very true. And from what we've got in the squad and, and what we saw in some performances on the weekend is is that we've, we, we've got options. We've got options, players that can play different positions. We saw Salton Stall at full-back towards the end of the game, a position that I think he, is his best. But obviously, before, he had a great performance on the wing. We've got Woodburn all as well. We know he can play pretty much anywhere. Yeah. Really. But he actually played well at centre. Centre is one of the positions where I didn't think he, he, he can showcase his talent but he, he had a really good game at the centre to be honest with you uh, we all know how good a player he is and he took his try very well so hopefully he's kind of um it could be he could be our Jake Connor in a way because Jake yeah. Connor uh, for the last couple of years he's, he's been dying to play six everyone's kind of saying he's got the skill set to play six but playing at centre get his hands on the ball and let him do his, his stuff and hopefully he kind of can be like that there really I think all the players we've got and the new lads we've signed as well you mentioned it's nice to have like a sort of option on, on a goal kick if anything happens to Tyra I think we've got the options of the players that can go out there and, and sort of execute a number of different game plans now mm. we don't, we're not tied yeah. to one certain game plan so things like that <clears throat> excuse me should open up everything for the club and I, re- I'm, I really believe Grix is the man that can that can get us to that next level we never have three bad years in a row two bad years in a no. row do we so um, hopefully it, it goes secular again and we have a good season <laughs> true um, let's let's try not get carried away with ourselves that, that's the thing it's, it's we, we, we've won a pre-season game and it's a, it is against the whole side super side but they play a lot of kids but let's let's try and let's try and tell I'm not saying that we are doing but <laughs> let's try and temper our expectations just a little bit let's 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 take it step by step by step um, we have got another game coming up yeah. uh, on, the, on the weekend uh, which we will discuss after we take a quick break Hello and welcome back to the second part of Talking the Facts of Life uh, with myself, Mike Egg, we've got Rick Farrell Hello. and we've got Senior Farrell, Paul Farrell. Hello. Um, de- de- decent first part there that we had uh, talking about the whole SC game uh, but we're now looking forward to the second pre-season game. As Rick said before, the, the season do come in thick and fast uh, and the second game is uh, testimonial for Jermaine McGilvery. Um, uh, I've got a personal thing because I used to play with Jermaine back in the day. Uh, I <laughs> no, I always knew we were going to make it. Uh, but yeah, absolutely outstanding bloke, outstanding player. Um, England international, yeah, Great Britain international, yeah. A bit of uh, un- unconventional routes into into rugby league has been quite rightly uh, heralded in in the media coming up to to, to this game. Um, but if you take even if you take away that, it's still a local derby. We haven't played Huddersfield all that much, if at all, really. At um, Huddersfield, as yeah, well. Huddersfield. Yeah. It's the it's the return of the Infirmary Cup as well. That that Absolutely. prestigious trophy. Uh, and it, but again, it's another challenging fixture. And in the last. Um, day or two Huddersfield have released their squad and bar a certain Chester Butler uh, it's a very 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 strong squad it's more or less full strength isn't yeah. it? I believe um, they've got all the superstars in there all the 
songs and whistles. So, that, but that's what you want. That's how, how you know how you can yeah. uh, you can give yourself a marker to where you aspire to be and where you want to be for the coming season. So, do, yeah, you, do you reckon Griggs would be done? We saw that squad come out. Do you think he'd be like, oh yes, I love it? I'm not too sure the forwards would have been. Yeah, it's one of those. It's like, and as well, it helps the coaches because they can plan for these top yeah. quality players, and and it's only going to make the the squad better. I think. Um, obviously, the main thing now after Cavs injury is to make sure that we we get through unscathed um, yeah. and get some goods. Again, it's not maybe it's not about the performance as much. Um, no, but yeah, I would like as as my dad said to to carry on as you mean to go on mm. and. And like I say, if we can if we can get through pre-season um, unscathed, why can't we hit the ground running? Well, it is about performance. Not about the, the results. One important, I think, is, is that what you meant? The performance, I think, is really, really key. I think you, you, the, the performance has, has got to build up and build up. The result is meaningless in itself, but um, what what we are playing, we are playing kind of our our player pool partners to use all the P's in, in terms of the, the unique um, uh, role that Huddersfield have got and if there are a, a, a couple of youngsters sprinkled amongst um, the, the, the old the old timers and the NRL players hopefully we get given a um, a look at those really we saw a couple on Sunday and one of them did it to score the match winning try uh, and his name completely escapes me Travis Corian thank you very much Rick <laughs> uh, he scored a famous match winning try against Super League Hull we'll, we'll, we'll keep banging that drum they're Super League side um, what do you reckon Paul are you excited to see some of the the, the, the new players at Huddersfield or just yeah, a Super League absolutely. team at the end of the day there, there won't be many people that would expect um, a full size Huddersfield team to be beaten by a full-size Halifax team. No. They shouldn't do. But if we can match them with enthusiasm like we did, and you know, just harking back to the um, the effort that we put in against St. Helens in that first yeah. half, which were... I, I never thought a Halifax team would be capable of doing that to a quality team like them. No. And if we can build on that kind of uh, endeavour, then who knows, you know? It will, it will be what it will be and it will give Grixie another chance to look at some of the other options yeah. and maybe bring back his brother and uh, and, and try try a few more um, positions that he wants to see what will work and uh, who knows. Yeah. Just, just enjoy the game. Definitely. You took the words right out of my mouth. Do you think that's what Grixie will say to him? Just don't matter about the result. Go out there. Perform to your best, have a bit of fun. What will be, will yeah. be. I know, I know, obviously, as well. Hopefully, uh, raise some money for um, a thoroughly nice bloke. Yeah, and def- a really definitely. good rugby league player. Yeah, definitely. And, uh, we're nice if it was a, a good crowd because it is a nice stadium. Uh, yeah. It's probably one of, my, one of the nicest I've been to. Uh, yeah, so I'm looking forward to it. Yeah, and I can personally say that he's a he's, he's a good guy. But is is one of those is 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 Jermaine where you 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 just don't hear a bad word said about him and the, all the media stuff that he's done through breaking to this field side to being an England international at the World Cup and then obviously with his testimonial, it just comes across as being just a, a genuine down to earth. Really yeah, he's a really likable guy. I mean, a lot of rugby players are like that. Of course they are, yeah. So while we've got you then, we'll, we'll give you the details of the game uh, for anyone listening. If you, I'm sure you're all aware anyway if you found yourself onto a Halifax-based uh, rugby league podcast. But, uh, you know. So the game takes place uh, Sunday, the 12th of uh, January at the John Smith Stadium, Huddersfield. Yep. That's what it's called. 3pm kickoff. Yeah. 
yeah, tickets are fifteen pounds for adults, ten pounds for concessions, and five pounds for kids under sixteen. Um, those are available on the day as well. Um, yep. Three pound for parking. I think it's five pound to get in the bar afterwards for the presentations if you want to do some mingling with the players and whatnot. Yep. Uh, should be a fantastic day, and, and as you say, let's hope for some good weather and uh, let's hope some. Uh, Joint stained hips this time, please. Yes, yes, please. No more injuries. No, we don't need any more guys out. But yeah, just hope it's another good game. Like we were talking before, we we start recording that um, it took it took a while to to get into the game on Sunday. It took for 20, 25 minutes for both. Well, can't you see a chain reaction for the players to actually get in some sort of rhythm and that sort of thing, and then for the crowd to get behind it as well. Really, um, what were you looking forward to seeing in terms of the? Uh, the Halifax side, Paul, because obviously the few more signings there. Do you want? Do you want to see the likes of Scott Griggs in there? Keegan Hurst yet to, to, to feature. Uh, Jordy Broughton could play against his former club. What? What? Who, who do you reckon? Well, first of all, I want to say I think it's outrageous that they're charging three pound for car car parking and uh, five pound to get in the bar. But yeah, I'd love to see Jordy Broughton and Keegan Hurst, great players, and uh, and and Scott back as well. Yeah, I think the 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 the, the five to get in the bar is, is is so you can have pitch taken, but that is going towards the testimonial fund. So that, that is one charge that that that, that seems to be okay. I think in my it's just been a Yorkshireman. <laughs> you should be able to get it better for now. To have plenty of mile. It was threatening. Um, personally, I'm 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 a. I'm a big fan of Huddersfield. I think they've got some really, really good players there. Uh, I'm personally looking forward to seeing uh, Caesar play. Aiden Caesar is cool with a big rep from from Canberra. Yeah, from, they've been from, raving about him in pre-season. Yeah, and it's and, and I'll see how he gets there because anyone who comes over from Australia, it's always the kind of thing. Oh, used to used to uh, hot weather, get straight into you. See how he can handle it. And I think Morel might be uh, licking his lips and uh, <laughs> wanting to get into him there. Yeah, he might have a few choice words for him. Yeah. <laughs> Welcome to I'm a bit disappointed that Chester's not playing, though. It'd be good to see him playing in a full time environment, really. Yeah, well, we don't know his situation. Like I say, if he's if he's not in their first team plans, um, they obviously look like they, they're going full strength straight away. They want to see what their first team can yeah. do. It, it, it might end up that Chester comes back to play for Halifax this year, who knows? Could do, yeah. With the, obviously, with the dual registration, the partnership between the clubs, um, we might see him back. But yeah, it, it would have been nice to see him play. Obviously, we always like to see the old lads doing well, even after the leave. Is just not against us all the time. Yeah, yeah. I just hope it's a good crowd and, and we get yeah. a proper game of rugby. And, uh, yeah, although the crowd might be affected because there is another game that's happening. Course, yeah. that, uh, it's just it's completely unfortunate timing for for, for Jeremy Gilvery's testimonial. But there there are more important things in life than a testimonial. You've got a guy named Rob Burrow who is uh, facing the biggest fight of his life um, in terms of motor neuron disease and what a magnificent effort from the from the rugby family from from both Leeds and Bradford and from everyone there sold out at New Headingley yeah it's going to be on Sky it's fantastic all the Sky staff are working for free as yeah, well are they wonderful and, and, and all the editors and everyone's working for free yeah. so that all the money will go to Rob which is it's unbelievable really. yeah it and shows how respected he is of course he is and it shows that because we've got some old warlords coming coming 
back put, pulling on the, the boots again I think I like Jimmy Peacock's tweet where he said I, this is definitely my last game I'm definitely yeah. going back for but yeah he looked like a Peacock uh, Sinfield Kyle Lulawai Danny Maguire um, well Rob's going to play Rob's going to play as well yeah that would be very very emotional but then Bradford have got some of their all timers coming back yeah I understand from, Robbie Paul Leon Price those kind of guys are going yeah. to rock up again like Leon Price would have played with Borough at an international level there as well but they'll all know each other because of the ding dong battles that oh, Bradford course, Leeds yeah. used to have uh, Rob Borough was centre stage on that ball genuinely hot. again like we say in these pre-season friendlies, the result's completely meaningless and he's just about uh, the performance and the amount of money that's raised for that there and so hopefully um, dig your hands deep and if, if, you, if you don't want to go and watch the superstars of Halifax play um, well, but actually yeah, do do come and watch Halifax play and you can watch it on Sky Go there on your phone go. you can watch it on your Sky Go on your phone because he's completely sold out and again it just shows what an effort is because it's very rarely that rugby league games this side of the, the hemisphere actually sell out Especially at a big new stadium like yeah, yeah. Again, it just it just shows how respected he is within the game that mm. that many people would respond in his hour of need. It's fantastic. See, uh, you want, I want to give a big shout out to Sky Sports as well because I don't yeah. know if you saw the interview today, but they they met up with him, surprised him with tickets to the Super Bowl, which is he said something wow. he's always wanted to do and yeah. whatnot. So that was a really lovely touch. I think it really surprised him and choked him up a bit. Yeah, but. and also Sky to put it on at quite short notice as well. Shows can be done for sure. Yeah, yeah. And he, he, he says Sky do get criticised quite, quite roundly by both insides and outsides rugby league. But for for them to put on um, a game like this in quite in what is it four days time, three days time, um, I'll hats off to him. But what do you reckon, Bob? Well, first of all, what do you think of of, of Rob Burrow? Then to say this is the first time he have been on. Me and Rick talked about last week. Oh, I, thought, I think he's a fabulous little player. Mm. Um, I liked him. Uh, when he was playing for Great Britain as well because the Aussies didn't know what to do with him. No. He used to duck under him quite easily <laughs> and leave him for dead. That uh, <coughs> winning try he scored in uh, the Super League Grand Final where yeah. he just you know, beat the Colin beat beat for nothing. <laughs> and um yeah, I thought he was a wonderful player and again a lovely guy as well. Yeah. You know, I'm so so feel so sorry for him that he's uh, going to have to fight this horrendous disease yeah uh when i saw the interview when he, he could hardly speak and i had got a, a lump in my throat yeah. it was just horrible you weren't the only one it's 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 so it's horrible yeah it seems to always happen to the nicest people as well as i say you universally rob burrow you, so you don't get turnouts and efforts made like this for for for, for your prima donnas yeah. For, for people who don't want to know the, you don't get people coming all the way from Australia wanting to play and stuff like that so it's been brilliant there um, also speaking of Australia we want to give um, give a shout out to um, the Australians you're doing it tough down there as well I know that some people do listen to these podcasts and radio shows down and down under as well you're going through it tough at the moment and um, our thoughts are with you I know Cole are doing um, some uh, fundraising they're, do, they're releasing an Australia shirt yeah, yeah, they're, they're doing all sorts of different stuff. Uh, hopefully, there's a percentage of stuff that the Halifax might do might go down to them because, again, it seems a lot more more important than rugby league in, the, in terms of performance. There, we've seen one of one of our own, Ben Kavanagh, uh, have a serious injury there. There's stuff people going down, down and doing it tough. So yeah, I thought so with you on that one. Um, it's, uh, it's actually funny that you should uh, should mention that, Mike, because I um, bumped into. The ex fax legend uh, Brendan Hill, uh, yes, in town. as a legend, um, 
and um, I had a, a pretty good talk with him for about 20 minutes um, and it turns out that his son um, plays out in Australia wow he's a pop forward yeah and he's playing for one of the countrysides yeah and he were, he were quite tense about the fact that he was pretty close to uh, to where a lot of the fires were yeah and he was telling me that uh, when he'd gone down to visit his son last year the place where they'd gone for a barbecue um, and a few beers was now completely gone wow and uh, they were a little bit worried that where they are because it's very isolated and I don't think re- people realise exactly how big Australia actually yeah, is yeah it's huge so absolutely somebody huge somebody put a thing on uh, and it what they did, they superimposed the outline of a map of Australia, and it literally just covered from here to the middle of Russia. Yeah. Oh, it's it's, it's anywhere else, you know. So. No. Yeah, I hope uh, I hope they sort it out, and uh, you know, all best wishes to them all. Yeah. No, definitely for sure, because it could it potentially impact on the start of the the NRL season down there as and well. It so. becomes an afterthought. Of course, it does. You see yeah. the videos of the hundreds. Of, they reckon there's, there's like tens of millions of maybe even hundreds of millions of animals yeah. affected and and you know starvation from the habitat. It's awful to see. So anything you can do, if you can even can spare a pound, get it get it down to those guys. It, yeah. It'll it'll really help out. And all, and all the firefighters down under as well. I mean, yeah, those guys are superheroes, aren't they? I mean, yeah. Take some, take some courage. Definitely, and, and and you mentioned like country football out there. There'll be firefighters who play rugby league and stuff who are who are, who are do, doing those sort of things. They'll they'll rush into a tackle, but they'll also rush into burning woods and stuff like that. So it's a different breed of. Of course it is. Um, what, what else can we, can we discuss? We're coming, up, we're coming up to the end of our uh, coming up to the end of our time here. Yeah? Should, should we go positive? Uh, what about the news about the World Cup draw? Yes. Well, that's just come out in the, in the last day or two. Um, we've had cup draws in people's living rooms uh, and we've got another one in someone's living room but you can't get as much more grandiose living room as, as the Queen. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Prince Harry doing the draw for the 2021 uh, Rugby League World Cup. Uh, in Buckingham Palace, so that's a. If anything else, it's a big PR. Coup yeah, absolutely. There. There were some great pictures in that. Definitely sure. there. Is is it going to be the the women's and the wheelchair as well? Do you know? I would assume so. Yeah, assume so. I think they are kind of doing them all. Certainly, promotional videos are, are all kind of blumped together yeah. in terms of the men's, women's, and the wheelchair. Yeah, there was the great video with the uh, the little girl who's who's teaching them all in yeah. the classroom. That's that's some fantastic PR. For yeah, sure. and one of the stars of that video, Jack Brown, again been on the podcast before. Um, Halifax captain, Halifax, wheelchair captain. Yep, he is. He's been nominated for World Wheelchair Rugby Player of the Year. Golden boot. Golden boots. Yes. Yeah. Why is it not golden wheels? Could be golden wheels, golden person. <laughs> but yeah, what an outstanding achievement for Jack because he does. He doesn't just play rugby well. He does a lot for uh, the wheelchair um, community, the team yeah, as well. Yeah. Um, and so, very, very well done uh, on your nomination, Jack. And hopefully, yeah, we'll be rooting for you, mate. Definitely, we're hopefully winning the the, the top prize there. Um, anything else? Anything else you can see? We, we, we are related. Sure. We've got. Um, I thought the new kit looked really good. It did on, on Sunday. I really liked it. Bit yes. baggy in places. I think the the guys who sponsored the shorts won't be happy to see the shirts <laughs> not tucked in. But, but yeah, <laughs> classic blue and white shirt and uh, blue and white hoops always always makes me smile. It's a difficult Halifax Halifax kit. Isn't uh, it? New website, new website, yes. Looking good. Lot, lot, long, long overdue. Uh, it's. I looked at my mobile today, and it actually is designed with mobiles in mind. I didn't have to do any 
scrolling and zooming or anything like that it was it was all good ready to go um, but yeah I, th I, think, I think the main thing is that uh, we, we got out the, the the four hour epic it seemed <laughs> last mm -hmm. week it's going to be going forward it's going to be as long as it's going to be as I mentioned before in the kind of the intro it's the beauty about podcasting there's no time constraints it can be as long or as short as, it, as you like on if there if we've got so. anything to talk about we'll talk about yeah, it yeah definitely and again it's where we want your views as well get in contact with us message the page uh, that's always seems to be there if you want to come on the show please do if you've got anything to say I know that um, people have been on before Richard Bruce and Nick Barber uh, we may well come and see you we can come take to the you. secret bunker location out on the road we can come to you we can come to any beer establishment well, don't, don't be saying that because we'll have our viewers in Perth uh, saying come, come to Perth and do a show if anyone who wants in, in Australia listen to the show wants to uh, pay for myself and Rick to come over to Australia and do it then please do that, 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 that's uh, an open invitation there, and wants to do that, uh, but yeah, yeah, we've had, we've had more positive news as well about the uh, the Our League <laughs> streaming app is going to be championship games. Yes, we've had two moves so far, and we've had the Featherstone away game mm -hmm. has been moved to a 6 15 kickoff on the it's Sunday, this, the second yeah. in, in February. Yeah, uh, there's, a lot, there's a lot of there's a lot of mourning going about that, and that's where I'll get stuck into this because it, it, it makes me laugh. Rugby fans are, are, are a strange breed. They 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 mourn for it. Oh, we need more exposure for the game. It needs to be more broadcast. So we need to, to to move on and bring the game into the 21st century. So what do they do? They they bring out an app and they stream games for free, for free, for free live live on 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 streaming and streaming phones and TVs and whatever uh, what people use for that. And they give the fans what they want. And what do they do when they do? They mourn. The morn saying, "Oh, it's it's too late to kick off. I'm not doing that." Well, it's just it's just morn, morn, morn. What, what what do you reckon, Paul? I mean, I must admit, I I really miss the uh, Thursday night live. Uh, oh, of course we do. Yeah. we used to get. Yeah, and uh, that, there were some great games, and it were it were nice to have uh, something featuring the teams in the division the division that we were playing. Yeah. So I just wish. It, that they could bring it back well it could be and as we mentioned last last week where the, in terms of the, the streaming platforms that are happening it could be that um, the, the Thursday night matches could be back but what the R League app does it, it gives potential investors in this new 2021 deal how many people are going to be doing on the in, in terms of the rugby league family community area, yeah. how many people are going to be watching this and then they've got a good base of people to say right we've got this Let's invest. In I like it. it's available to anyone with an email address as Definitely. well. Definitely, so. I'll mention Pete Jones. He's a good old friend of mine. He's Pete down in down in Devon, uh, down in uh, Torquay. There, he does a lot of work with rugby there, and he says that a lot of uh, neutral fans, because they do tend to be neutral down in <laughs> down in Devon. There's no proper rugby clubs there, but our league is a big success down there and it's a good way to get people into watching rugby because the app is brilliant it's got lots of videos on there so you can stream games you can watch them again it's and people deal in apps now they don't necessarily yeah. deal in tv shows and as we keep mentioning people consume things in lots of different ways we're doing a podcast rather than a radio show whereas before it might have been a newspaper column and that sort of thing people it, the, the world's changed you've got to yeah. keep up with those sort of things the our league app and the and the the evolution from that is is brilliant and for the absence of a proper 
lucrative TV deal that the championship doesn't have, what better way to do it than that? Because especially like when we play, we play a fair bit quarter past six on the evening. For reasons we won't go into, it's not the greatest idea in the world, but anyone else who wants to watch Championship Rugby League there's no other games there people yeah. will stream and, t- and turn to it if it was Featherston York to use the example of pre-season friendly that's happening at 6.15 after a game at the shit at 3 o'clock I'm watching that yeah every, I think that's the main reason they've done it at 6.15 yeah. as well to give everyone a chance to get home afterwards to be honest they should do that with Sky like if, if there's a game yeah. on Sky on a Thursday or Friday nobody else should be playing They should that should be yeah. the main focus that's how you we mentioned last week didn't we you get your higher viewing figures you've then got better things to sell to advertisers and of course you do I want to go back to the point that you made about Thursday night championship games now I always as much as I liked them being on TV I always thought it was a bad thing I think the players liked playing Thursday because it would give them a Saturday night out yeah but I always disagreed with making part-time players play during the week when they've got to go to work you've got these these teams that are all full-time professionals they could play on Tuesday morning at ten past ten if you wanted them to. They don't matter to them. But therein so lies they've got full time jobs. They did as the, well. They did the Thursday because it was a night in the week where Sky Sports weren't utilising their coverage. Yeah. They tested it as they always do with these things, bonus points, et al. Um mm. With, with, with the championship they've got real good figures on and guess what they do Super League will go into it. So you've got your full time teams who can play at it's after clock and that's where for, for most of the year apart from Premier League darts it is the highest rated show that's on Sky however it does tend to um, over it does they get more viewership than Premier League darts on there so it's it's I, I personally I think it's encouraging to so step in the right direction and you, you can't just march into Amazon or Sky Sports or um, BT Sport and say you must do this it, it, you could class it as market research couldn't you Paul well, I think that, that Sky um, missed, the, missed the boat with that one because they've introduced another Super League game on, onto a Thursday night. So you've got a Thursday, a Friday, and then you've got alternate Saturdays. Yeah, we haven't got any more. There's no Catalan uh, in DLA, so that, that will hamper oh, it. Right, but, okay. but again, it, it, it might prick Sky into thinking, hmm, what can we do? Because Sky hold the championship rights. Yeah. They hold the rights and they could very easily, like they do with Super League games, like they do with Legion United games in football, at the last minute go, right, we're going to have this for telly because we're the kingmakers, we, we, you do what we tell you. And it might happen, but as I say, it's, it, it's, it's one of those where it's, it's a bit of market research, it's a step in the right direction. Sky... I've obviously got the money now, and until 2021, they've and especially given what the success of the Amazon Prime uh, streaming thing for football is, they've got to look at different ways of of putting on the product. Really, so is is there anything else that you've got for for that one there, Paul? No, no, I think uh, it, it's fingers crossed on that one. Yeah, I'm disappointed because it was it was the highlight of my week. Watch it on a Thursday. It were always it a was. good game. Yeah, always. It didn't matter if it were a top team playing a bottom team. Because they were on the telly, they never got, never got chance to do it much. Yeah, they always seem to, uh, to to not say try harder, but got got themselves up. And, and Halifax have had some cracking games. They did, on yes. The night. Oh, they and, did. Um, I just wish it had come back. Yeah, well, and, and it, it might come back. In the say, Premier Sports did, did did the best one when they took over the rights and that. Some of the uh, the game programming left a lot to be desired. I think Batley had to trudge up to Whitehaven away on a Thursday night, which wasn't the greatest in terms of planning. But by and large, if you if you go out in 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 town, any sort of town, uh, they will be have, they'll have Sky Sports in the bar. 
Thursday night is quite popular, especially in the north. I don't want to pander to the M62 corridor stereotypes, but by and large, it's rugby league is a northern sport. I'm sorry, I've, it's the elephant in the room, but it, it generally is at the moment. You'll get people watching about and, and, and Super League, rugby league will be on it. There's nothing else to put on a Thursday night yeah. that apart from your darts. But again, as I said before, some of the, some of the figures are encouraging that it does perform better than Premier League darts on the Thursday night. We've done it ourselves. We've gone to bars where on a Thursday night, and you might not necessarily get the commentary, but it will. Yeah, you'll it will see it on the screen. There. Yeah, you'll see it on the screen. So hopefully, it's it's very interesting times and I think the people that obviously there's, there's meltdowns that are going to go on and stuff and people say oh I changed the time why is it on a stream and I'm like, pulling no punches tonight Mike I love oh, it oh no it's, 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 it really got my it got my gears grinding did, <laughs> did this because it's just typical like, for, for years and years people have been saying oh we need we need the championship to have a proper to, to, to games to be televised to be able to be exposure in that what better way to do it than test it with an app and that's how that's how things are consumed Netflix Amazon Prime it's through an app it's yeah. not through sitting down well it's through sitting down but it's not sitting down at a specific time to watch it there we mentioned before well, I mentioned before about if you can't go to the Rob Burrow game, come to the Jermaine McGilvery game and watch Sky go on your mobile. That's how people consume stuff. You could have people driving back from, from a game, sat in the back of the car, watching, yeah, exactly. watching the I, game. I'll tell you what, for a London away game on a Sunday, you'll be glad of a that two and a half hour ma live match to uh, to keep you occupied. Yeah, well, it's definitely. So with the teams as well that are travelling up and down, you get to see... You know who else is playing in your division? So I, I think it can only be a good thing. It is because like streaming is the future. Yeah, of course it is. The only it's thing like is you've bread. got to find the most efficient way of monetizing it because if you don't, you end up basically cheapening your own products yeah. in the long run. And that's, but I don't think it does. Suicide. Doing it that way, I don't think it does because it don't it don't affect attendances all that much because it is a streaming app and people don't think of it there. It's it's cheap to run because there's only one camera possibly two uh, yeah I believe so on a commentary team yeah yeah and, and again they're I think they're freelance and that's so I don't think it, it costs the club note to put on and that sort of thing oh, I actually I think the clubs have actually put some of their central funding up to pay for it actually right okay so it might improve production costs in that, in that case so we'll, we'll, we'll see we'll, we'll see the main thing is anything is better than nothing of course it is exactly and that's what people who write on the Facebook statuses or Twitter stuff without actually thinking about it need to get into their heads we've had far too long without anything kind of on there it is it's time that these things change absolutely um, and I think that's well, just just up. before we go, and I, I know we don't like to end on a negative, but it's not necessarily negative. We'll send some love to uh, Ben Johns Bishop, who's, yes. who's come out this week that he's um, he's going to be out of the game until the summer due to an un unknown yeah. condition. So I mean, we don't want to speculate what it could be, but no. we're, we're just you know send him love and, and it's an unusual press release. That I can't think of anyone else who's 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 ever. I don't even drill where it's not being disclosed or anything like that, but hopefully it's it's nothing too serious. It's just a little blip on the road and then yeah. it is back playing in no time at all, really. Absolutely. Um is that definitely it? <laughs> Let's <laughs> there's, leave it there, there's, there's nothing else really to, to discuss there. Uh, thank you very much uh, for listening everyone. Thank you very much, Paul, for, for coming in and, and speaking tonight. Been an absolute pleasure, thank you. It's been an absolute pleasure to have you here, Rick. As always, been awful as always. <laughs> <laughs> as always, thank you very much for pressing those buttons and and, and, and doing what you do. You know it. <laughs> and thank you everyone for listening. Uh, for myself, Mike, from Rick Farrell. Uh, adios and up the facts. See you Sunday. Sunday.